Hello and thank you for standing by for Baidu's first quarter 2021 earnings conference call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. After management's prepared remarks, there will be a question and answer session. Today's conference is being recorded. If you have any objections, you may disconnect at this time. I'll now like to turn the meeting over to your host for today's conference, Jen Lin, Baidu's Director of Investor Relations. Hello everyone, and welcome to Baidu's first quarter 2021 earnings conference call. Baidu's earnings release was distributed earlier today, and you can find a copy on our website as well as on Newswire services. On the call today, we have Robin Lee, our co-founder and CEO, Herman Yu, our CFO, and Dou Shen, our EVP in charge of search and feed. After our prepared remarks, we will hold a Q&A session. Please note that the discussion today will contain forward-looking statements made under the safe harbor provisions of the U.S. Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from our current expectations. For detailed discussions of these risks and uncertainties, please refer to our latest annual report and other documents filed with the ICC and Hong Kong Exchange. Baidu does not undertake any obligation to update any forward-looking statement except as required under applicable law. Our earnings press release and this call include discussions of certain unaudited non-GAAP financial measures. Our press release contains a reconciliation of the unaudited non-GAAP measures to the unaudited most directly comparable GAAP measures, and it's available on our IR website at ir.baidu.com. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded. In addition, a webcast of this conference call will also be available on Baidu's IR website. I will now turn the call over to our CEO, Robin. Hello, everyone. We delivered strong results in the first quarter with Baidu core revenue growing 34% year-over-year to RMB 20.5 billion. Our business was strong across the board particularly in our new AI business, including cloud, smart transportation, and intelligent driving. Non-advertising revenues within Baidu Core rose 70% year-over-year to RMB 4.2 billion, <coughs> accounting for 21% of Baidu Core. China held the two-session annual congressional gathering in early March, and technology innovation was repeatedly mentioned. It was emphasized that never in the history of China has innovation been more important to the de development of China. China's pursuit of innovation through technology to boost long-term growth and productivity will further expand the use of AI. We have witnessed AI platforms or AI-powered infrastructure-enabling applications disrupting markets. For example, we entered the smart device market three years ago. Despite two dominant market leaders with strong manufacturing and distribution capabilities, we leveraged Baidu's leading AI technology, including natural language processing and speech recognition, to make Dual OS smart assistant understand humans better. This, in turn, has resulted in making Xiaodu smart display number one in shipment globally. We further <clears throat> changed the market dynamics by introducing 
smart devices over RMB1000 compared to the sub-RMB100 devices that our peers focused on. AI-powered platforms are changing the technology landscape. New vehicles sold are being equipped with sensors and AI capabilities both internally and externally to provide intelligent driving and in-vehicle infotainment. Apollo serves as the AI platform that powers the two critical functions of intelligent vehicles. Apollo Autonomous Driving is making new breakthroughs and over 1.5 million vehicles have been sold in China pre-installed with Dual OS for Auto. Installation of Dual OS for Auto saw continued strength in the first quarter, growing over 100% year over year. According to IHS, over 50% of the vehicles sold in China this year are expected to be connected and the percentage is expected to rise. We are excited to be deploying V2X vehicle-to-road infrastructure across China, which enables connected vehicles to be more intelligent. Just as the continuous upgrade of telecom networks since 2G has enabled mobile phones to become better and smarter, we believe Apollo Smart Transportation Infrastructure can be continuously upgraded to make connected vehicles more convenient, safer, greener, and in general, more intelligent over time. As we build Apollo V2X infrastructure in cities across China, we are getting requests to expand our smart transportation offering through greater use of AI into mass and solutions to digitize public parking and highways. The expansion of Apollo Smart Transportation beyond V2X into different facets of transportation in metropolitans and highways leading into them will create a powerful network effect when the solutions are integrated and synchronized on a transportation network powered by BaiduBrain. Our development of paths for different industries and empowering our app customers with marketing cloud are further examples of how AI platforms are changing industry dynamics from digital transformation to mobile internet. On the latter, we have a big opportunity to expand online marketing from selling traffic to empowering merchants with AI-powered marketing cloud and improve search to transaction conversion. Our strong internet foundation, coupled with growing user engagement, provide us with another driver for non-advertising growth. Turning to Q1 operational highlights, our AI cloud continues to see strong adoption due to our holistic approach, including a large developer community, self-designed chips, best-in-class machine learning services, and large AI patent portfolio. With increasing AI adoption in China, Baidu Pedal Pedal has become a top one deep learning framework globally in terms of pull requests, alongside with Facebook PyTorch and Google TensorFlow, according to GitHub. We have spent years 
in developing AI chips to optimize workload and improve cloud cost structure. With external demand for GPU chips, and Baidu Quinlan completed its first round of funding at a post-money valuation of US dollar $2 billion in April this year. Baidu EasyDL, a simple-to-use machine learning service for non-developers, was rated number one in terms of usage in China per IDC, topping the list for the second time. Customers are telling us that they are choosing Baidu due to us having the largest AI patent portfolio in China. Baidu's decade-long experience with AI technology and our large patent portfolio give customers the confidence that we can deliver end-to-end -end cloud solutions with path and fast that meet their needs. Last quarter, we illustrated AI solutions that were scalable and replicable across different industries, such as our automated AI call center. We are also seeing customers who implement Baidu AI Pass return for repeat purchases. For example, we helped a major retail bank in China implement Baidu AI Pass, which has led to five follow-on purchases, including application to automate customer service and customer loan approval, and the recent purchase of a private cloud service. In the media sector, we partnered with online arm of China's largest TV network, CCTV, to implement Baidu AI Pass. Its capabilities to automate video clip creation and tagging from live broadcasting and use smart assistant to quickly locate desired video content. During the two sessions, we enabled CCTV.com interview congressional meeting participants with AI reporters, powered by Baidu Brain, and the timely share this interviews on the internet. Smart transportation is becoming a way to digitize the transportation industry in China to improve traffic condition and road safety and reduce carbon emission. Our V2X vehicle-to-road infrastructure has helped reduce traffic congestion time by 20 to 30 percent. Chongqing, which implemented Apollo V2X last year and opened the door for Apollo into Western China, re-engaged with us this year to make their smart transportation infrastructure 5G enabled, laying the foundation for a future rollout of robotaxi ride-hailing. Chengdu, the capital of Sichuan and a leader in science and technology development, recently partnered with Apollo to implement V2X2. Turning to intelligent driving, since its founding eight years ago, Apollo has accumulated over 6 million miles of level 4 autonomous driving testing miles on the road and over 600 million miles of simulated testing. Apollo continues to be the leader in autonomous driving in China with our early investment, open platform strategy, and comprehensive technology infrastructure. With Apollo autonomous driving can operate while Apollo autonomous driving can operate independently on vehicle sensors, it is uniquely empowered by Baidu's HD maps 
are AI Cloud and Apollo Smart Transportation. The comprehensive data set and integration with a city's smart transportation network, we believe, will enable Apollo to offer better driving behavior and reduce instant rate. Following the opening up of highway testing for autonomous driving in January, Apollo received the permit to operate at night and under special weather conditions on public roads in Beijing. Apollo also received permits to pilot fully autonomous driving in Beijing, Tangzhou, uh, and Changsha. Apollo Go, China's first fully autonomous ride-hailing service with no one in the driver's seat, is now open to the public at the Shougang Park, a Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics site. Rides are priced at 30 RMB each. In March, Apollo Go began to charge the robotaxi ride hailing in Tangzhou based on the distance traveled starting with a minimum fare similar to regular ride hailing. Jidu Auto, an intelligent EV company established in partnership with Jili, has appointed Xia Yiping as CEO. Yiping previously served as CTO at Mobec and worked various positions at Fiat, Chrysler, and Ford. We welcome Yiping to the Baidu family and look forward to his contribution to innovate the smart EV sector. On Apollo self-driving, GAC Group joins Apollo's network of over 10 leading local and multinational automakers to install ASD services in its new vehicles. According to China Insights Consultancy, a market research and consulting firm, the TAM for Apollo Intelligent Driving, which includes robo-taxi ride-hailing, EVs, and self-driving services for automakers, will reach US dollar $467 billion, almost nine times the size of our advertising TAM of $53 billion in 2025. Apollo Platform powers Jidu and other automakers, as well as Apollo Go Robotaxi. It is in a unique position to be well-founded and widely adopted. Such coveted position has earned Baidu the only Chinese company selected for the leader category in autonomous driving by Guidehouse Insights, previously known as Navigant Research, for the second consecutive year. Turning to mobile ecosystem, in March, Baidu app MAUs reached 558 million. Creators on Baijiahao more than doubled, and the number of smart mini programs grew 74% from a year ago. Our AI building blocks, coupled with our marketing cloud, continue to attract more third-party content and service providers onto our platform, which improves user experience. Merchants are adopting our direct-to-consumer model to get closer to their customers. Traditional e-commerce tends to accentuate its platform over the strengthening of individual brands and merchants. Baidu, on the other hand, empowers merchants to build their own online presence and grow their brands by leveraging our social and live streaming capabilities. E-commerce features 
and AI tools from our marketing cloud. Our AI building blocks coupled with marketing cloud help merchants acquire customers, better understand them, engage with them, and perform lifetime customer management. Such search to transaction closed loop experience improves users' dignity, resulting in daily logs on users on Baidu app reaching over 75%. That's up 16 points from a year ago. On social and interest-based communities, our search users sometimes have questions on their search results. With professional content providers like attorneys and designers opening <coughs> enterprise accounts on Baijiahao, they are able to respond to search queries and interact directly with users. 8% of our top one search results now enable users to ask questions and interact with the original content provider. Baidu Health has attracted approximately 300,000 doctors and medical experts to provide in-depth authoritative content and online consultation to consumers. As our users adapt to more services on Baidu, we see a great opportunity to offer non-ad services of our own to meet the needs of our large user base. When you couple this with the robust growth of our AI business, non-advertising revenue could possibly exceed advertising revenue with Baidu Core, within Baidu Core in the next three years. With that, let me turn the call over to Herman to go through our financial highlights. Thank you, Robin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Baidu's first quarter 2021 call. All monetary amounts used in my discussion are in renminbi unless otherwise stated. In March, we listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange under the ticker number 9888, raising 3.1 billion US dollars. Two weeks later, we were added to the Hong Kong Tech, uh, Hansen Tech uh, Index, the Composite Index, and the China Enterprise Index. Listing closer to our user base with strong brand and unique profile as a leading AI company with strong internet foundation generates incremental interest for Baidu and increases our stock liquidity. Our retail trench during the Hong Kong listing was 111 times oversubscribed. Our daily trading liquidity on the two exchanges in aggregate averaged 8.4 million shares last week. ADS adjusted and approximately 1.6 billion US dollars in amount compared to say 2.8 million average daily traded shares last September, or approximately 350 million US dollars in amount. That is an increase of 4.5 times in dated trading amount on Baidu over the past seven months. Sustainability is an important focus for Baidu. We have worked diligently on ESG and were upgraded twice by MSCI last year. Greenpeace, a global environmental organization published a report on China's cloud and data center companies ranked by Baidu top three in cloud services and number one in the utilization of renewable energy. Based on their April report entitled Clean Cloud, Tracking Renewable Energy Use in China's Tech Industry. 
Turning to financial highlights, for the first quarter of 2021, Baidu revenue reached 28.1 billion RMB, or 4.3 billion US dollars, up 25% year over year, driven by the growth of Baidu Core, whose revenue reached 20.5 billion RMB, or 3.1 billion US dollars, up 34% year over year. Non-advertising grew 70% year over year, accounting for 21% of Baidu Core's revenue. Let me give you more color on each area. AI Cloud was $2.8 billion, up 55% year-over-year, and we expect our AI Cloud growth rate to accelerate in the future. Our cloud growth benefited from customers from the internet media, financial services, and other high-tech sectors, as well as from the strong adoption of Apollo Smart Transportation by cities seeking to modernize digitalized transportation, and network vehicles. Intelligent driving and OGI revenue also grew rapidly. Apollo self-driving, or ASD, though a small base, grew over five times from last year. ASD revenue is booked up on vehicle shipment, and revenue is recognized rapidly over the contract period if the service is provided over the air, in other words, upgraded regularly. Revenue for Shaodu smart devices and services saw robust double-digit growth in the first quarter. Online marketing revenue was up 27% year-over-year, driven by Baidu app, growing over 30% year-over-year. Most of our top ad vehicles performed well. CPM was up double-digit. Managed page page reached 35% of Baidu core online marketing revenue, and four-fifths of our advertisers have adopted Baidu Marketing Cloud, which is a one-stop shop to purchase online marketing, build audience, and leverage Baidu AI to enable user lifetime management. The strong adoption of our managed page in Marketing Cloud shows our customers' preference to move from managing their own website to operating their hosted site on Baidu to better leverage Baidu's advanced technology and tools to improve closed-loop transactions. IIT revenue reached $8 billion RMB, up 4% year-over-year, and its net losses narrowed to $1.3 RMB, $1.3 billion RMB, up down from $2.9 billion last year. IIT subscribers reached $105.3 million, serving as a strong foundation to support their over 50 in-house studios and produce entertainment blockbuster originals. Cost of revenues was $15 billion, up 2% year-over-year, primarily due to an increase in tax and cost of goods sold, offset by a decrease in content cost and the amortization impairment of intangible assets. Baidu Core's cost of revenues increased 15% year-over-year as tax revenues increased, while IIT's cost of revenue decreased 10% year-over-year. Operating expenses were $10.3 billion, up 25% year-over-year, primarily due to an increase in channel spending and promotional expenses, as well as R&D-related personnel expenses. SGNA for Baidu Core was up 58%, partially reflecting the ramp-up of our sales force, especially to support the pipeline of our new AI business as we look out the next 6 to 12 months. In addition, we approved for bad debt allowance on new AI business, which holds accounts receivable, unlike our online marketing which generates revenue mostly on a prepaid basis. Non-GAAP operating income for Baidu and Baidu Core 
were $4.4 billion and $5.1 billion, or $773 million U.S. dollars, respectively. Non-GAAP operating margin for Baidu Core was 25%. Adjusted EBITDA for Baidu and for Baidu Core were $5.9 billion and $6.5 billion, or $990 million U.S. dollars, respectively. Adjusted EBITDA margin for Baidu Core was 32%, compared to 30% last year. Cash and short-term investments for Baidu and Baidu Core as of March 31, 2021 were $172.9 billion and $159.6 billion, or $24.4 billion U.S. dollars, respectively. Free cash flow for Baidu and excluding IT were $2.6 billion and $4 billion, or $615 million U.S. dollars, respectively. Baidu Core had approximately 34,000 full-time employees as of March 31, 2021, up 18% from last year. Turning to second quarter guidance, for the second quarter of 2021, Baidu expects revenue to be between 29.7 billion or 4.5 billion U.S. dollars and 32.5 billion or 5 billion U.S. dollars, representing a growth rate between 14 and 25% year-over-year which assumes that Baidu Core will grow between 20 and 33% year-over-year. This guidance does not give any potential contribution from the acquisition of YY Live. The above forecast reflects our current and preliminary review, which is sub- subject to substantial uncertainty. Before I turn the call back to the operator, let me summarize our first quarter results. We continue to see strong momentum in our business, powered by our leading AI, Non-advertising revenue grew 70% from last year, accounting for over one-fifth of Baidu core revenue. China's goal to drive innovation through technology will serve as a tailwind for our new AI business. Embarking on the digitalization of transportation and connected vehicles is like investing in a new telecom network to drive economic growth and productivity, except this time it is on a transportation network and the connected computers are smart vehicles rather than smartphones. Transportation is 16% of China's economy. Thus, AI platforms that power smart transportation, autonomous driving, and vehicle infotainment working in tandem can bring incredible operating efficiencies and convenience, as well as improve traffic safety, reduce carbon emission for the transportation sector. Apollo autonomous driving continues to be the leader in China, with fully autonomous ride-hailing open to the public in Beijing. Apollo Go ride-hailing is now available to the public in three cities. We are quite encouraged that Apollo Go ride-hailing is gradually permitted to charge a fee, for example, in Changzhou, as well as in Beijing. Over 10 domestic and multinational automakers have signed up with Apollo to install ASD in the new vehicles, a recognition by the auto industry that partnering with Apollo is the preferred choice versus committing to heavy investments in autonomous driving for the next decade or maybe two. Apollo's open platform and diversified monetization to support autonomous driving through ASD, G2 Auto, and Apollo Go ride-hailing put Apollo in a unique position to be well-funded and well-widely adopted. IDC ranks Baidu number one in autonomous solutions for public cloud. By focusing on AI paths, our AI cloud is differentiated in the market. We are seeing the implementation of our AI paths drawing repeat purchases, and over the long run, we expect our AI cloud business to have higher margins as we build on our past and SaaS business 
compared to pure ass players. Advertising revenue growth was solid, up 27% year-over-year. Merchants are adopting our direct-to-customer model to get closer to their customers, and Baidu's open platform model to accentuate the, the merchants by allowing them to build the brands on Baidu, access their own user data, and leverage Baidu's AI-powered cloud services is a huge opportunity for our mobile ecosystem. ESG is an area that we focus on. In addition to leading the industry in cloud and data center construction, we hope to contribute to sustainability in a big way as we help cities across China deploy smart transportation to significantly improve the flow of internal combustion engines and promote the crossover to EVs. Baidu is also developing smart EVs, empowering automakers with intelligent driving services and providing robo-taxi ride-hailing and robo-buses, which are all powered by EVs. Baidu returned $300 million U.S. million to shareholders under the 2020 Share Repurchase Program this year, bringing the cumulative repurchase from last year to $2.2 billion U.S. dollars. We are confident about our future on the strong profitability of our search and feed business and how we are using the AI technology developed from this business to fuel growth in the new AI business, which along with our other non-ad business has a 10, 10 times the size of our online marketing business and three times the CAGA growth to 2025, even when you exclude robo-taxi ride-hailing according to CIC. Operator, with that, let's now open the call to questions. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you wish to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone and wait for a name to be announced. If you wish to cancel a request, please press the pound or hash key. Participants are requested to restrict one question at each time. First question comes from the line of Alicia Yap from Citigroup. Please go ahead. Hi, um, thank you. Good evening, management. Um, uh, Robin and Herman, thanks for taking my questions. Uh, congrats on the solid results and guidance. Um, my question is related to cloud, uh, your AI cloud business. So wondering um, if management could share some of the operating metrics, um, for example, um, the total numbers of the cloud customers and also the industry vertical that you are, um, you know, uh, you know, major in, and then also, uh, for example, like, you know, how, how much or how big it is coming from the governments or the big enterprise versus the smaller uh, SME merchants in terms of using your cloud business, and also the, the, the current loss ratio uh, that if you can share and how you envision your cloud business to grow into in the coming quarters and years. Thank you. Hi, Alicia. Hello. Yeah. So, so, yeah. You guys hear me okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, the way we look at our cloud uh, business, the way we look at our cloud business, as you know, in our AI cloud, there are several segments uh, to our business. Uh, number one is our familiar, uh, you know, infrastructure cloud, where we have ASS, where we have PaaS, and where we have SaaS, right? 
in that segment, uh, you know, we have our key accounts, and then we have our uh, SMEs, which are uh, much small, uh, smaller uh, cloud providers. Uh, so, so you know, you have your uh, typical uh, key accounts, and then when you have SMEs, we have uh, many, many uh, uh, customers there. Um, in addition, we also have, um, you know, our, our customers for our smart uh, transportation uh, in, in that uh, space. So that would be, you know, the, the, the key cities, uh, the top uh, tier cities that, that we are uh, in, uh, in, in China. Uh, we don't have this exact uh, number uh, prepared for you uh, uh, today, but you can think of our segment is mostly uh, smart cities and mostly uh, key accounts uh, uh, in our uh, AI uh, cloud. Uh, you know, our, our top sectors are, are things like uh, Internet, uh, uh, media, uh, financial services, uh, and, and uh, transportation. And when you look at, uh, you know, how we're growing, I think uh, last uh, quarter we said we're growing at 67% year-over-year. Uh, this quarter uh, we're growing a little bit slower at 55%. Part of the reason is because, uh, if you recall last year, COVID-19 started uh, toward the end of uh, January. So. Uh, we did, uh, you know, we, we had a, a pretty uh, a good base uh, uh, in, in a Q1 because typically, if you think about it, um, you know, uh, uh, COVID-19, uh, you know, impacted us a lot. But but uh, when you think about the beginning of, of the quarter, you know, we had a, a higher base. So the way I would look at it is, uh, you know, we, we think that we can uh, continue to grow at, at the way we did uh, last uh, quarter, uh, uh, you know, higher than what we have at 55 percent uh, of this quarter. We think that. Uh, uh, you know, we, we see in our pipeline that, that we should be able to grow at a higher rate. Okay. Thank you, Herman. Thank you for the questions. Next question comes from the line of Piyush Mubai of Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Hi, Robin. Herman. Um, thank you for taking my questions. Um, when I look at the core, the core seems to have bounced back very nicely in both the first quarter as well as based on the guidance you're providing for the second quarter. And the marketing revenue was up 27%, I suspect, in the second quarter based on the high end of the range of 33%. It would be a similar number. Could you just take us through some of the verticals where you're seeing um, spending come back very nicely and, and try to, so that we can try and see whether this is sustainable through the rest of the year uh, with a clear emergence of a trend coming back very nicely? Um, that's the first question. And if I might slip in a second question, you talked about the TAM for ride hailing. I wonder if you could just take us through what your strategy is and how deep you want to go. Thank you. Uh, I'll ask Doe to uh, answer your first question, and I'll take on the second one. Okay. Uh, for the first one, actually, uh, we see pretty uh, good performance for uh, most of the top ad verticals, actually, uh, not just by a single one. Um, actually, um, talking about the uh, performance of the ad revenue, I think it's not only because of the low base uh, of the last, uh, um, you know, last year's first quarter. Huh? I want to uh, actually give the credit to the three building blocks we have been you know, uh, working on in the past few years. As Robin mentioned you know, in the prepared remarks, Bai Jiahao and Smart Media Program and also the managed pages, they all grow quickly. And you know, these building blocks actually, they provide high quality content and also the services to the users. So that the users, you know, they can not only get the information as before, but they can also you know, get the service in the you know closed loop experience. And with that, you know, the user they can complete their tasks, you know, like book a flight or buy a book, you know, in one stop style uh, instead of dropping away. 
So all these building blocks, actually, they contribute to the monetization capability you know, we have um, built, uh, especially for Baidu AVP. So we can see it actually grows even faster than the average 27%. You know, it's more than 30%. You know, so with that, actually, we are seeing pretty good. Um, you know, performance for all the verticals on the way you know, down the road. Yeah, so for the um, TAM of uh, Apollo, uh, it, it's huge. It, it, it's very large, and uh, right now it's growing very fast. Um, if you recall, we started to invest in, uh, uh, in autonomous driving roughly eight years ago. Over the years, uh, Apollo has morphed into a very comprehensive uh, uh, platform that supports all kinds of uh, business models and uh, um, directions. Uh, that includes robot taxi, ride healing, that includes uh, you know uh, software service provider for the OEMs, and also uh, that includes building our own uh, smart EV. I, I think uh, uh, all of this uh, effort uh, will. Uh, feedback, uh, data, and, and uh, other uh, kinds of uh, market signals uh, to the Apollo platform, uh, making Apollo uh, a, a stronger and, and uh, um, better uh, platform for both autonomous driving and uh, uh, smart transportation. We, we're very excited that uh, uh, each of the directions, uh, in, including uh, the, the smart transportation project, we we're building for uh, many, many cities uh, because uh, it all um, can be integrated together and uh, provide a much more efficient transportation system for the cities, for the society, and provide a better experience for the, the drivers and uh, consumers. And uh, it, it all um, come together, and uh, we are very happy we invested early and uh, we, we start to react the benefits of uh, all of these directions. Thank you for the questions. Next question comes from Alex Yao of JP Morgan. Please go ahead. Uh, hi, good evening, management. Uh, thank you for taking my question. I have uh, a couple of uh, follow-up questions on the cloud. Uh, Robin, you mentioned the uh, uh, deployment of the V2S uh, V2X infrastructure will play uh, will generate net uh, network effects uh, to your broader Apollo strategy. Can you elaborate that network effect a little bit more? And also, uh, what strategic benefits will uh, the broader Apollo ecosystem um, uh, benefit from the build-up? Uh, of your V2X infrastructure in China. Uh, then the near-term financial question is, um, uh, Herman, you, 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 I think you mentioned uh, despite of the strong, uh, in addition to the uh, strong uh, growth momentum in first quarter, you expect the cloud revenue to further accelerate into the coming quarters. Uh, can you talk about the fundamental driver to the uh, strong revenue growth momentum uh, particularly in the uh, smart city uh, market, um, uh, what is your competitive edge? Who do you see as the biggest competitor? Uh, and what are the unique value proposition you bring to this market segment? Thank you. 
Uh, yeah, for the V2X projects, uh, uh, it, it's quite uh, clear that uh, uh, the, the uh, sensors built uh, on the roads can communicate with uh, vehicles. Uh, therefore, uh, vehicles, be it uh, with uh, uh, autonomous driving capabilities or not, uh, they are connected. So they can get mm, signals uh, from the infrastructure and therefore uh, become more informed uh, when deciding on the driving behavior. If there's a driver on the, uh, on the car, we can alert on any risks uh, that's not uh, directly visible by a human eye because uh, there, there are sensors are, uh, surrounding the, the environment that can, um, can alert the drivers and also better uh, tracking uh, driver behaviors in, in some cases. For example, in the city of Guangzhou, there are some commercial trucks. Uh, uh, their, their license plates could be covered by mud, so the, the drivers were not afraid of violating uh, the, the, the traffic laws. Uh, but now it's the V2X um, uh, infrastructure and, and uh, uh, on-vehicle uh, devices uh, sometimes installed on, on those trucks. Uh, the, the city regulators can much better uh, track those violations, therefore uh, making the, the road uh, safer and uh, um, more efficient. Uh, of course, with uh, vehicles with um, uh, uh, autonomous driving capabilities, uh, they can uh, be uh, assured that they uh, the infrastructure can send signals to those kind of vehicles and uh, help the vehicles to better assess uh, the, the environment, therefore improve the accuracy uh, of uh, the, the planning and the controlling uh, process for autonomous driving. Uh, the, the more um, V2X projects we deploy, uh, the, the more uh, cars can benefit from this kind of uh, uh, in infrastructure, therefore, uh, the autonomous driving capabilities can improve faster and uh, also become uh, safer uh, for uh, for the passengers on those cars. And uh, also, it can reduce uh, the, the cost of a single car because sometimes you, you don't have to rely on very expensive uh, on uh, onboard um, devices such as high-end lidars in order to really uh, drive fully autonomous. Herman? Yeah, and to add to uh, what Robin just said, I think a couple of things. Um, you know, you, you asked us uh, for, for smart transportation, what are the uh, growth drivers? Um, one, one thing is recognize, uh, you know, how uh, AI works, right? That the more data you have synchronized, it becomes more powerful. So. What V2X does, for example, in, in Guangzhou is 102 uh, intersections where we are offering um, an AI solution that allows the uh, traffic lights to be synchronized throughout that whole part of the city. Okay, so when you think about that and, and you know, the, the, the chance of getting that uh, phase two so that the, the first phase of the project is synchronized with the second phase, that would give you that kind of network effect. So that's why, for example, when you see in the uh, city of Baoding, uh, when we first had our first phase, we'll call back for a second phase because you want that second set of uh, lights through that uh, part of the city to be synchronized. And then we, we even see, for example, now a, a third part of the phase 
as we continue to expand the traffic lights. So that's one way to expand our, our uh, uh, business is to continue to take in more area of, of the uh, city and be able to synchronize all of the, uh, uh, the traffic lights, synchronize uh, the traffic flow. Okay, and, and you ask as our competitor, we, we see, you know, competitors uh, in the area, but we don't see them focusing on a whole uh, uh, part of the city. They're, they're more looking at one light at a time where we're using Baidu Brain to power the whole thing. And our uh, opportunity is, in addition, as uh, Robin mentioned in the prepare marks, once you, you go in there with V2X, you have the opportunity to go in there with Mass, right? Mass is our open platform in which it controls robotaxi and robobuses. Like in Guangzhou, not only does it, uh, you know, power the uh, robo uh, taxis that the uh, Apollo have, you also have a uh, robo buses in there. You also have another brand of a uh, robo taxi that our mass is powering. So you can think of it as the operating system for that part of the city. And whenever there are other robo taxi transportation and so forth, the government uses our mass to kind of uh, uh, power those uh, uh, robo taxi robo buses so that you could prioritize the rides and so forth. And then there's other product expansions, like for example, going to highways, going to parkings and so forth. So the more of these projects are synchronized, obviously through AI and so forth, you're gonna make the uh, traffic uh, uh, move uh, smoother. So you're seeing two uh, uh, trends. One is as we're going into cities, we're, we're getting multiple phases, we're expanding the products, and you're also seeing us entering new and new, more and more cities, because a lot of cities uh, in China now to leverage on technology to improve their infrastructure rather than closing down roads and, and you know, taking on more land in order to, to widen the roads to basically uh, reach the same goal. Thank you for the questions. Uh, next question comes from the line of Jerry Liu of UBS. Please go ahead. Hey, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, management. Uh, Robin, if I may uh, go back to your earlier uh, statement about how non-ad revenues could uh, surpass ad revenues in the in the Baidu core uh, in three years. Um, so, so I mean, that makes me feel that you know uh, you you guys uh, see more, have a bit more visibility and confidence uh, of this mix shift. So, I just want to ask, um, what what are some of the drivers you're seeing here? Now, obviously. Um, you know, Cloud Apollo, maybe Wawa Live, all, all can contribute to that. Uh, but, but I'm just wondering what are maybe the, the bigger drivers uh, in this mix shift. Thank you. Hi, Jerry. This is Robin. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if you noticed that uh, we, uh, we uh, see what kind of company by the way is we, we see that we are uh, a leading AI company with strong internet foundation. Uh, that that means that uh, we can not only uh, benefit from the investment we did over the past uh, like 10 years to uh, more uh, to to uh, get into more uh, new businesses like intelligent driving, smart cloud. We also can uh, leverage our AI capability to uh, better monetize our strong uh, user base. Uh, uh, we accumulated over the, the past like 20 years. If you compare the Baidu mobile ecosystem with other uh, leading mobile ecosystems in China, you notice that uh, we are probably one of the very few that has uh, um, online marketing revenue as the, as the majority of uh, total revenue. Uh, this is not uh, a, a very um, uh, reasonable 
situation, uh, our tens of millions of users can enjoy other kind of uh, services um, by do not not just clicking on ads. They they can uh, they can pay for premium content. They can do e-commerce transactions. They can play games. They can uh, watch you know live streaming and and tip uh, their um, influencers. There are, there are a lot of things we can do, and uh, uh, as we uh, deploy more closed-loop user experience within the, the Baidu app, and as we leverage our uh, AI um, algorithms to better uh, recommend uh, services and uh, um, better um, understand uh, users' uh, needs, uh, we can monetize the, the strong user base through multiple uh, ways. That's how we look at this um, yeah. landscape. Yeah. And, and just let me add to that, uh, to, to Robin, uh, you know, you asked us what are the key drivers. I think Robin was very clear, you know, when you look at a mobile ecosystem, our, our non-advertising uh, here because we can leverage our huge uh, user base, right? We're reaching over one billion uh, mobile devices uh, per, per month, right? So in addition to that, we, we talked about our cloud. You know, you look at a cloud, you know, it, it's a, a pretty significant in size right now and it's still going very robust. And I think uh, as we mentioned uh, before, you know, there, there's two main areas that's driving the, the growth. One is our, our infrastructure cloud. You have us differentiating with AI solutions uh, like on the prepare remarks, you know, whenever we go into a, a, a big customers with AI pass, we're seeing them, you know, uh, having cross-selling and having upselling. So not only does it sell more pass and applications, you're also seeing them, for example, uh, you know, crossing into ass. Like the uh, example we gave, you know, one bank uh, started buying, a, you know, private cloud as a result of building that relationship with us. So we're going to see that digitalization of enterprises uh, drive our sales, I think particularly uh, in, in AI pass, particularly in applications, and it's also going to allow us to go into uh, uh, the, the ass uh, of that business. Uh, you know, smart transportation we talked about, we think that that's a huge opportunity. When you look at, for example, uh, just last year in the number of projects uh, that, that uh, China has with, with um, you know, transportation and so forth, there's probably over 300 cities. I think there's 302 cities accorded by uh, the, the, the uh, government uh, uh, that, that have a transportation project. So there's huge opportunity for us in that area. And then when you look at OGI, you know, we, we, we look at a few uh, areas. Uh, you know, you look, you look at, for example, uh, our, our dual OS with, with smart display, uh, smart devices, and so forth. You're looking at, for example, Apollo uh, self-driving. You know, we're signing up a lot of OEMs as they're starting to ship their cars in the next few years. You're going to see, uh, you know, more and more come on. For example, in this year, uh, just for example, uh, ASD, we're seeing in the pipeline, by the end of the year, we should have uh, maybe four uh, automakers install uh, ASD, right? And then, and then on top of that, you know, our, we're already uh, testing uh, robo-taxi ride-hailing. Uh, for example, one live in uh, uh, Beijing, uh, and so, so we should see that, uh, you know, pretty exciting in the next uh, couple of years. So, so here are just some of the uh, areas that we think that there's, um, you know, potential uh, for growth. And because the CAM is 10 times and the CAGR is three times of uh, advertising, uh, and, and you look at the pace that we have gone through, right? If you recall, 
just two quarters back, our, our non-advertising was growing 14%. Last quarter, uh, you know, uh, you know, we said it was a, a little bit higher at 52%, and this quarter we're saying 70%. So you're seeing us, you know, really, uh, you know, starting with our, uh, you know, firing power to, uh, for our non-advertising as the AI businesses that we have incubated over the last decade uh, start to mature and start to monetize. Thank you. Next question comes from July on Miranda Zhuang from Bank of America. Please go ahead. Thank you, and good evening, management. Thank you for taking my question. Um, congratulations on the very strong results and outlook. So my question is about your EV business. Um, can management provide any color uh, on the scale of the financial investments that we are planning for the EV business this year? And also, uh, as well as if there is any update to the product timeline, I would remember that in last earnings call, management mentioned about planning to launch the EV uh, car in three years' time. Uh, we would like to check if there is a, any update to this plan, uh, given that the EV market has recently becoming uh, more and more clouded with more newcomers and more capital inflow. Um, so just want to check uh, our timeline and also uh, want to get a sense of what will our EV business roadmap look like. What kind of key business milestones uh, can we expect this year and next year? Thank you. Uh, yeah, um, as you know, the, the EV business is, um, is a, a relatively independently operated um, uh, company controlled by us. Uh, the, the goal is to uh, make uh, our latest and coolest um, technology available on the market as soon as possible. We, we mentioned that we, we intend to launch that within three years, and uh, of course the team is trying very hard to, uh, to make it uh, uh, available uh, earlier uh, as soon as possible. And, uh, um, our our uh, thesis uh, remains uh, unchanged uh, because Apollo is a very comprehensive uh, platform for all kinds of autonomous technologies, and, and uh, we, we've been in investing in this uh, for many, many years. So we see uh, a lot of uh, uh, opportunities to uh, offer uh, unique uh, user experience and technology through a uh, seamless integration of uh, software and hardware, uh, as well as fully take advantage of uh, infrastructure that's available to to the uh, consumers. Uh, Herman, do you have any you know financial color to add on that? Uh, I I think uh, you know that the CEO just uh, signed on. I think uh, you know we're still working through our, our, our business plans, but you know it, it's. Uh, to look at that whole EV market, you can actually there's a, there's quite a few analysts that, that have given projection on the on the size and so forth. I think where we are is uh, we're lucky in the sense that the hardest part, if you think about it, on uh, EVs and so forth, is uh, you know the autonomous driving, uh, that that uh, ability being able to build intelligent driving and also you know being able to power infotainment within within the car so that so that you're, you're having more intelligence both within the car as a person drives. And also, uh, uh, you know, outside of the car. So I think that would give us, you know, uh, that that ability to actually, you know, be able to design the car and, and to have those kind of uh, technologies and products ready. So we, we don't have any particular numbers to give out now, but you do have, 
you know, uh, projections on uh, what the EV, uh, you know, volume is going to be uh, in, in three years. And, uh, you know, you do have, uh, you know, other uh, uh, automakers that, that, that have uh, shown in the last few years. So, so we're going to be looking at that kind of model, and we're going to be looking at, you know, the market that best fits us, uh, our, our profile, as uh, Robin uh, mentioned, uh, so that, you know, in, in this model, um, maybe another way to look at this, if you look at, uh, you know, where a lot of the EV cars are, are going, a lot of them are going direct to customers, right? If you look at the model uh, with intelligent, just like our, our speakers and so forth, you know, in the past, the, the, the speakers, uh, people sell hardware, right? When, when you think about EVs nowadays, you look at, for example, some of the cars, when they sell uh, uh, the cars, they're also trying to, uh, you know, swap batteries so that they can get uh, users uh, to actually have more frequent uh, contact so that they can also make more money after the post-sales of hardware so they could sell more services, right? So when you think about our business, number one, we're already selling a lot of services like intelligent driving. We're already, you know, getting a lot of our infotainment installed in, 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 in OEMs and so forth. So this whole business model of you know having more contact with, with the users, with the consumers, to build a brand and also be able to uh, you know drive more services after the initial sell hardware is something that we're very familiar with. So I think we'll be more prepared as we go into that model of EV and adapting to that uh, direct to customers rather than you know the traditional way of just uh, trying to make the dollars by selling just hardware. Thank you. Next question comes from Gary Yu of Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead. Hi. Uh, thank you, Robin, Herman, and Jen. Um, I have one follow-up question regarding your three-year kind of revenue mix outlook. Um, given to date, um, um, the biggest part of your non-marketing revenue is coming from AI Cloud. Um, so how should we look at contribution from various businesses in three years' time when non-marketing surpasses your marketing revenue, should we still expect kind of AI cloud to be dominant driver of that, or we expect you know some of these autonomous drive, driving revenue and also car hailing revenue will start to become more material? Um, and a related question to that is, uh, how should we look at margin given the revenue mix shift? Um, um, so. Uh, how should we look at the mo uh, mobile ecosystem margin trend going forward, and by what time should we expect the non-marketing business uh, to to become profitable? Thank you. Yeah, on the uh, revenue mix, uh, uh, if you uh, look at our AI cloud, we've been disclosing the uh, revenue number and growth rate for a number of quarters. And uh, you can probably um, do a, a, a projection based on the, the past performance. And uh, uh, there are many other uh, ways that uh, we can monetize our uh, strong user base and uh, AI technology uh, through either uh, intelligent driving or, or other uh, things mentioned by myself and uh, uh, Herman. Mm. Uh, I think that, that uh, all, when, when that all adds up, it should represent uh, uh, more than half of uh, our uh, our total revenue. But uh, the the foundation is the same. We we've been accumulate uh, the, um, uh, the the user base for the past 20 years, and we've been invest in AI technology for more than 10 years, and this all come together and. and uh, uh, opens up um, a lot of new opportunities for us to uh, grow our revenue. 
Uh, I'll let uh, Herman answer about the margin question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, on, on the margins, let me uh, answer several ways. I think, uh, number one, obviously, uh, you know, mobile ecosystem search and fee, that is, you know, a, a mature business growing not as fast. When you have a business that's, uh, that we are, uh, you know, in where, where our search is the largest uh, in, in China, uh, where we have tremendous amount of traffic, obviously you're going you're gonna to have a very good margin. Uh, but at the same time, you know, with our mobile ecosystem, we were able to afford a lot of investments in these uh, AIs, and we're leveraging these AIs into new businesses. So it helps us, you know, uh, allocate some of that uh, cost structure uh, into other businesses. But as we're wrapping up, uh, you know, uh, two type of businesses. One is, you know, to be business, right? When you think about uh, uh, AI cloud going into uh, enterprises. And we're also, uh, you know, wrapping up a 2G business, going into cities, working with municipalities and so forth, right? So you're going to see us, you know, uh, getting impacted by the margins uh, several ways. Number one is, uh, number, uh, you're going to have a cost of sales, right? Whether we're selling a more uh, AI solution project, uh, you, you have cost of sales. Whether we're selling more, uh, uh, you know, projects with smart transportation, whether we're selling more displays, you're going to have a cost of sales. Furthermore, when you're seeing a strong, uh, steep ramp-up of our uh, AI cloud business, uh, uh, smart transportation, and so forth, we have to hire ahead of the curve. We have to be looking at for the next 6 to 12 months where our sales going to be and, and hire those salespeople in early so that we can train them you know, for two quarters or so forth, and then they can start going out there uh, get orders. So I think for the margins, as you're seeing, you know, for example, uh, you're seeing us give very robust uh, Q2 uh, uh, revenue guidance, then you should uh, assume number one is a lot of that growth is coming from new AI business. You're going to see, uh, you know, uh, gross margins, uh, you, know, um, you know, compared to last year. You're going to see, uh, you know, gross margins uh, this year more, uh, you know, incrementally from uh, AI business. So you've got to consider that. And secondly, you've got to consider the fact that we're going to uh, increase our sales and marketing to support uh, the current growth and also uh, for the next few quarters. You're going to, uh, should expect, for example, us to, uh, you know, accrue for uh, bad debt because you, these new business to be in 2G, they all have uh, uh, AR allowances, unlike our, uh, uh, you know, advertising. So these are the things uh, uh, you should consider. So let me just summarize. I think we're, we're, when you're looking at non-advertising, that the opportunity is in, in our uh, your, your typical uh, uh, cloud business is in smart transportation, and then within uh, uh, OGI, the, the key drivers are, are going to be uh, related to uh, 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 intelligent driving, such as our ASD, uh, and, and we think that uh, our EV and our robot taxi, and then lastly, uh, our, our smart devices. So here are the three, uh, the, the few uh, areas, and then in terms of uh, margins, cost of sales, you're going to see a dampering. You're already seeing that, uh, for example, in Q1. Uh, and then, and then we have to prepare for uh, sales and marketing, and also uh, GNA. Okay. Thank you for the questions. Next question comes from James Lee of Mizuho. Please go ahead. Great. Thanks for taking my questions too. Here, uh, first on the cloud business, and clearly you guys are having a lot of success in AI point solutions through customized projects. And, and maybe can you talk about how you plan to make the business more scalable? How close are you in building a standardized solution so you can expand across various industries? 
using third-party developers and system integrators? And also, do you have a backlog number so we can get a better understanding of the underlying trends? And second is for second quarter, um, Herman, can you talk about maybe your expectation on expense growth and to the extent we can break out between core advertising and new investments? Thanks. Um, first of all, I think uh, uh, a lot of the uh, projects we are taking on for AI Cloud is very scalable. The, uh, the, the solution can really be standardized on a, a um, vertical industry uh, basis. Uh, we've been talking about smart transportation. A, a smart transportation project in one uh, city can be easily copied to another city, and uh, uh, although it is uh, loss-making uh, right now, but the, the, the gross margin is very good at this time already. And going forward, as we do more and more kind, kind of, pro of projects, uh, I, I think margin will improve, and uh, um, the uh, investment in R&D will gradually pay off. Uh, I mean, the, the solutions uh, are uh, pretty standard. Uh, from city to city. And uh, 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 more broadly, uh, I, I think um, other uh, industries, be it uh, in the financial industry or in, in the energy industry, uh, we've been building a, a, a standardized uh, uh, layer, uh, namely uh, on the past platform and service layer. We have a lot of um, AI capabilities, you know, speech recognition capability, text-to-speech capability, OCR capability, natural language processing capability. The, <clears throat> there are lots of things that can be standardized, and we do work with uh, system integrators to uh, deliver, you know, uh, 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 turnkey solutions to uh, many of our customers, and uh, we, uh, we will continue to do so. And going forward, I think uh, the, the, the standard part of our um, AI cloud solution will become a bigger and bigger part of the total cloud revenue. Thank you. Next question comes from the line of Han Jun Kim of Macquarie. Please go ahead. Uh, great. Thank you, management. Um, you know, as we looked at some of the cloud revenues for your uh, perhaps larger peers in the market, we've noticed a few of their key accounts depart recently, partially sometimes for extenuating circumstances, but others maybe just, you know, those customers want to build out their own services and so forth. Um, so as we think about our stickiness of our own like cloud revenues and perhaps dependencies on, on key accounts, can you give us any kind of indication of how we think about the stickiness of that? and um, yeah, just in general, some observations might have had about the market situation. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think um, at uh, uh, at an early stage, uh, we may be, you know, very uh, sensitive to one or two key uh, customers. But as the uh, the base becomes larger and larger, uh, any single uh, key account customer. Uh, will contribute a you know a lower and lower percentage of our uh, total revenue. Uh, I, I think this is um, kind of different from those uh, standard app solutions provide, provided to uh, those uh, internet and media customers like uh, uh, some of our peers uh, do. 
uh, we, we've been uh, more focused on uh, vertical industries. We, we've been providing more, uh, you know, AI-empowered cloud solutions. I think that's a, a more defendable uh, approach and, and uh, uh, a direction that's not uh, so sensitive to any uh, one or, or few uh, large customers. Thank you. Next question comes from Tian Ho of TH Capital. Yeah, uh, thank you, management, for uh, taking my questions. Congratulations on the good quarter. Uh, I have a quick question. Uh, you know, in the EV car area, there are a lot of uh, new players in the market. Let's say Huawei right now is like, uh, uh, you know, uh, announced that uh, they they have the EV cars. So uh, I, I think maybe it is better for the uh, you know audience and uh, for the street to understand uh, what's the advantage of uh, Baidu's EV cars compared with other guys. So that is a simple question. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, as I mentioned that uh, we've been investing in this for many years for um, since um, 2013, and uh, we've accumulated uh, the best-in-class autonomous driving capability. And uh, uh, over the years, uh, Apollo also morphed into a more comprehensive uh, uh, platform that offers all kinds of uh, um, capabilities, be it V2X capability or uh, infotainment for uh, individual vehicles. I, I think at, at this time, nobody on this planet has a more comprehensive solution than we do for uh, smart uh, EV. Uh, that's why we are very confident we, when we launch our own car, we can provide the, the best user experience and, and best uh, price to performance ratio for uh, our, our consumers. Our technology is just a more uh, advanced and, and mature than any other uh, people um, in, in this uh, industry. And on a um, you know, broader um, note, uh, I think uh, uh, Baidu has been investing uh, very aggressively in AI. If you think about autonomous driving, it almost uses uh, all kinds of AI technologies. Um, and we, we've been investing in this for more than 10 years, and we spent uh, roughly 20 billion RMB in R&D um, last year. And uh, we will continue to aggressively invest in R&D over the next 10, maybe 20 years, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, uh, our uh, technology, our AI technology, and uh, our autonomous driving technology will continue to lead uh, in this market. Uh, it's very hard for anyone uh, who, who comes uh, on the street uh, new and, and makes this kind of uh, uh, claims, and uh, uh, it's very hard to imagine uh, a uh, EV maker uh, with, with a smaller market share, let's say, uh, if they are number four or number five in terms of market share, they can afford this kind of uh, continued intensive uh, investment in, in, in R&D. And uh, uh, I think it's widely uh, known that uh, uh, autonomous driving will not become mature for the next 10 or even 20 years. So, this kind of sustained 
uh, intensive investment in R&D is necessary to keep the lead uh, in, in terms of technology. Thank you, management. With that, ladies and gentlemen, that does conclude the conference for today. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect your lights.